Have you met him? Do you hear him? It's the Easter Bunny. Or <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Whichever one. <laughs> what? They're both like mascots. Furry. The Easter Bunny is a bunny who lays eggs. It's not natural. <laughs> <laughs> this is Woman. Are you guys kidding me? Literally no. Oh my god, Michelle. This is Woman. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Woman. How was everyone's week? Wait, is there anything else interesting I had to say? Um, uh... Nope. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Ha- no, wait, we should say Hoppy Easter. Hoppy Easter, Hoppy everybody. Esther. Oh, Hoppy Esther. Oh, that's cute. Please cue a video of Esther. Do you guys do anything specifically on Easter? <laughs> Don't talk to me about Easter. Why will it stress you out? Do you do a lot of you? She definitely does. If she said that, you do stuff with your family, right? You don't really agree with Easter. No, I don't agree with Easter. Oh, you don't do anything? (laughs) Well, it's a religious holiday, and I'm the least okay. Yes, yes. But I mean this in the same way that you celebrate Christmas. A religious sense is pretty. This is about presents, not God. No, if you think about it, don't Heather, take the Christ out of Christmas. Oh my God. Okay, okay, but Esther, it's true though. If you think about it, like if you're not religious, Easter's like it's I know, dumb. but that's what I meant towards Michelle. Okay. What do you do? <laughs> what do I do as a um, non-religious we person? We usually have a dinner with just like my close family. Like, what do you well, eat? Like, fish? No, well, fish. <laughs> I feel like, like everyone eats thing? fish. Uh, no, no I just turkey. think people eat fish for we Easter. <laughs> it's the only other time of the year that we get turkey. And I love oh. turkey, so like I'm down for mm. Easter in that sense. And then yeah, we get I too, still actually. somehow at 24 convince my parents to do an Easter egg hunt, so we do that. Wow, that's cute. <laughs> that's fun. We Aww. don't do that anymore, so. <laughs> I don't think I ever did that as a child, other than like maybe at school. Wow, really? Yeah, so Easter was but just my nephew like does it now. Not even that. Like, I think like the most we did was um, in Toronto, there's this place called the queensway cathedral that they put on a play every year so like we would go to that a few times it's like you pay for a ticket you go watch the play it's like the easter story play that what was cool that? they what had real life animals chocolate <laughs> yeah. you get chocolate at the end yeah oh, okay. we used to do a lot I'm of kidding. that like watching <laughs> oh. like the whole or i was in like a you know play i went to church <laughs> once i went to church once on easter whoa i know i need this whoa. to be written down yeah michelle bedley has stepped foot in a church I in the think... house of god <laughs> and he did not banish me <laughs> she was not struck by Flames lightning step yes i don't think we ever i think maybe one year we ate turkey but yeah my family does not go big which i it's not traditional i don't think for most latin people most latin people go all out i yeah, think my sister tries to do layer stuff of it because you are both religious and latin and i feel like every religious thing i know is different for you because of, of the, the latin, latin aspect culture. yeah yeah i feel like this easter i will probably not do much um we're actually gonna probably celebrate the following weekend because that's when i'm I think my whole family but might that's be free. Not when Jesus died. No, it's not. Is this when and he apparently died? it changes yeah. every year. So is this when yeah. he died though? Uh, it's when he got crucified. Yes, and then he comes back to life on the Monday. Correct. Dead yeah. on the Friday, alive on You're the Monday. Good. Yeah, that was she's really like good. actually. I know, I know stuff all about of this. It. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, otherwise we have no chocolate to even did you see all those kinder eggs at my house those are for the hunt <laughs> oh no i didn't Aww. that's, cute. that's so cute we should have yeah, done I the was... hunt here my dad yeah. does them in, in this like room. he does an adult hunt now so like it's a hard hunt a hard hunt it's a hard oh, hunt. So it's challenging this... for I you saw... guys yeah exactly i saw <laughs> this like such a white person thing to do but it was like all adult children at their parents house for easter and they did a craft beer hunt so, oh my god yeah their parents had beers <laughs> around all around the backyard and they were hunting for that's them. funny i mean i would love to do an easter egg hunt with um, with rom money with money oh, yeah. put some 
twenty dollar bills and some plastic eggs. I'm gonna find bills. that. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, there's some rich family. A hundred percent. I think I. Uh, no. She's like, I think I lived that. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's that actually used to be what we do. Yes. Easter used to be fun for me as a kid because actually this was my favorite part of Easter was that we didn't just get chocolate. We also got like skipping ropes, hula hoops, um, like yeah, butterfly like nets, like yeah, spring stuff. chalk, sidewalk chalk, wow, um, so like those balls that like Velcro stuck to Yeah, the my pad. babysitter actually, she used to do that too. She used yeah. to like buy us. I like, didn't get any like of that. this. Yeah. So yeah. my Easter's as a kid were great, Aww. but not religious. Just the Easter Bunny is our god. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! No, and also our sponsor for today. <laughs> Have you met him? Do you hear him? It's the Easter Bunny. But it's right, <laughs> and he supports this show. So With thank eggs. you, Easter Bunny, <laughs> for all your eggs. All of our listeners will be getting a Cadbury egg. <laughs> please go to woman.com get yourselves a cadbury egg that says whoa egg i would like everyone anybody everybody listening <laughs> to reach a, under your seat you get a, get a, oh, oh my god okay let's pull it together okay, let's get it back on let's the bring it back <laughs> I just wanted to actually, before we get any further in, commit to the listeners, and that is that I'm going to stop saying the word like so frequently because it's A, annoying, and B, stupid. And I am neither of those things. Yeah. I am an intelligent, non-annoying human being, and I don't need to say the word like. So Brittany, our video editor, is going to put a little ping. Every time she says Every like. time I say like. And yeah. her too. Oh, her yeah. I feel so well. sorry for you. I was going to yeah. low-key join the challenge. I didn't She's going to join the no-like no challenge. All Can right. you even, like, do we need the word like in the English language ever unless we're comparing something? Like, do we ever need it outside of a comparison? Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. I like you. Uh. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Moving right along. Oh, <laughs> wow. She week. shut that down. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, I like you. So, um, <laughs> just wrapping up, like, that's going to be the challenge for this week. Also, I'm going to make a commitment on a different level that Brittany does not need to track. I need to stop swearing, guys. It's become a problem. I need to not throw so many F-bombs out because I'm a cultured lady. I mean, that's your personal preference. If you like to swear, preference. that's totally fine, too. And you know all those articles that are like, people who swear proven to be five times more intelligent. And I'm like, I like that article, but I do need to stop because it is a problem in the workplace. Oh, and, gosh. Uh, <laughs> and this is a workplace. And this is a workplace because yeah, we got to work, 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 work. Anyways. Wow, Michelle, you've changed so much over Easter. You're so much better now. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's not Thank swearing. You. Oh. oh, yeah, I did it for God. AKA the Easter Bunny. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Great. Wrap it up. All right, guys. So I know it's Easter Monday, but you know what else it is this week? What? End game release week. That's what Avengers, it's called, right? Avengers Endgame. Ah, Avengers yeah. Endgame. I love how this girl is talking about this. Okay. I will just go ahead, throw myself out there. I don't watch any of the Marvel movies, not even because I don't like them. I, I've just, just never... I just feel truly like... said pop culture? What is that? <laughs> not into it it's not so bad it. and honestly i feel like the closer it's come to this date which like i will say i'm gonna go see this movie because my friend had tickets that for two people who couldn't go so me and kevin are going and it's just happening and i'm like happy low-key i realized there was like some type of endorphin release in my brain that was like i'm going to be a part of that night that everyone's so like desperately wants to be a part of the people mm. who are really invested in this yeah. are dying to go to this like tickets like sold out so quickly and now not to mention in new york they're selling them for like nine grand yeah like are disgusting amount of money 14 grand I've wow. seen. yeah wow. it's crazy so like i guess i'm pretty special yes i'm pretty special <laughs> but um i know a lot of people who are definitely going to experience the next thing and the main topic 
for today, and that is FOMO. A lot of people are going to be experiencing FOMO. Stands for for everyone, for only <laughs> Michelle's own. That's what it stands for. Probably. Trademark. Trademark. Um. Yeah. FOMO. Fear of missing out. The true meaning of this abbreviation. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We've I, all, we all know it. We've all had we know it. it. We know it well. I Googled it and I got two different definitions, both generally the same, but I want to read both because they both touch on different parts of FOMO. So this is the Google definition. Anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere, often aroused by posts seen on a social media website. And then the second definition is, Fear of missing out is a pervasive apprehension that others might be having rewarding experiences from one from which one is absent. This social anxiety is characterized by a desire to stay continually connected with what others are doing and it's prominent in Western society. Ugh, I hate that. Could you imagine? The first definition that's like, what yeah. did it say? Just like anxiety that other events may be happening somewhere else. Imagine you're just laying in bed at night and you're like... It's Things daytime time right now in Australia, and I bet you somebody's doing something really cool, and I'm not a part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like just extreme. People getting FOMO for people celebrating New Year's in other countries before yeah. us. Literally, they're like, "Oh my god, the ball's already dropped." But maybe people actually like have like a slight feeling, like they actually think about that. Like, like that oh thought my, may cross their brain. Wow, they're like, that's deep though. Like a severe. You know people, there's people disorder. who are like don't. They're like afraid to go to sleep. Because they're afraid of missing out. That's horrifying. Yeah. So it's like a... Well, even people who... <laughs> oh my gosh, I just remembered a funny story where like Kevin as a kid, uh, for new listeners, that's my BF, my best friend and that's boyfriend. Oh, uh-huh. nice. so cute. Except I we were her best um, friends. You know, I was like... Um, He slept through Halloween one year as a kid and woke up like hysterical and like, yeah, that's just sadness. But also in a sense, it's like, you know, you're going to go to school the next day and everyone be like, what did you do last night? You're going to be like, (laughs) I slept. (laughs) I feel like that fear is always greater than the actual result of it. Nobody ever asks you, hey, like. How was your Halloween? Give me a detailed yeah. uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, like, no, you weren't. It sounds like, did you sleep through it? Like, nobody's ever going <laughs> to no. figure you out. You could like, really you could just, just be like, like nothing oh, it's much. good. Got a lot of candy. Then they'll move it right along, you yeah. know? Yeah, like, you could fully lie about it. Or if you don't lie about it, what you're saying, like, if you actually did experience it, like. No, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I feel like that is the fear that a lot of people have of missing out on something is not being able to be part of the jokes and the conversations the next day. And I know, like, I used to have it in high school when I actually, like, I'm going to straight up say I never had it that bad. I know a lot of people who are were, like, serious could not fathom the idea of missing an event. And, like, I fully would not go to parties all the time because I was, like... No, thanks. Um, But there were definitely times where I saw people hanging out without me and I was like, oh, great. Like now tomorrow at lunch, they're going to have all these inside jokes that I'm not a part of Mm -hmm. because I didn't go to that. Yeah. I I had it bad, 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 bad in high school. Oh, so self-admitting. Yeah. Tell us more. Well, no, because I feel like it took a really bad experience to make me like wake up and be like, listen. Like, what are you? Wow. So I got in a car accident. Oh my god. Yeah, you know this. Anyways. No, but I didn't I no, could but, never imagine that no, FOMO was related to yeah, this. No, it came from that from the fact that like one, I was like super tired, like I didn't really like it was a long day for me and I like there was a bunch of people meeting up at somebody's house. It was not like a big deal, it wasn't a party or anything. But uh, like that part of me still felt like oh I have like to I go. have to go, like I don't wanna like miss out. Obviously that's not why it yeah. happened. But it made me realize that, you like know, you like, push sometimes, your I, yeah, I really yeah. did push my limits. And I was like, you know what? Like, when you have that feeling of like, oh, you know, I don't really want to go. Like, it's okay to be like, I don't want to go. Yeah. Because you never really know. Maybe that's like a gut feeling, the universe, like whatever Doesn't you want to believe in. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
is telling you well, not to do something, you know? I feel like a lot of people still struggle to this day. Because I feel like yeah. definitely, like, we were, like, all saying, like, a lot of high school kids get it. Like, that's kind of where it starts. And especially, like, in the social media age, when you can see everyone on Insta stories at a party that you're not yeah. at. And yeah. it looks so fun, right? Like, it always looks more fun than it is. Oh, that's, my like, God. That's, like, the other I thing know. about social yeah. media. And it's, they it's, hate like, that. You see your, your girlfriends, like, out there, like, on stories, like, being like, oh, my God. And then if, if you were, like, actually there, you would know that, like, so-and-so so puked a million times and like somebody got their Dad, purse stolen and like yeah, it wasn't a great night yeah, overall there's totally the other side of it which is yeah. so funny because then there's the people who like are almost like deliberately trying to make people feel left out or yes. feel like they're missing out yeah you know you're putting up the snaps you're like oh we gotta make it look like it's real cool and you're like there's people who think that you know? yeah they yeah, don't yeah. want to make it look like they went to something and it was a flop. Like, yeah. they don't want to make it look like you made the better decision by staying at home. You know, mm-hmm. you always want to make it the other person feel like they did miss out. Yeah. Which is like that awful, like, I don't like even know. Facedness of yeah, it all. Like, yeah. I hate that so much. And I think that this is so interesting that like the definitions fully touch on the social media aspect of it. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, I like the whole you experiencing it for the first time in high school and it gradually getting worse, I don't think it would gradually get worse if we didn't have social media. Like, And the fact that if you really think about it, like businesses are fully like feeding into this, like the happy place. Oh my God, when that was happening, (sighs) I was like, I almost purposely told myself I will never go to the happy place because everyone is going. Like, I was trying to fight the FOMO so hard that Mm -hmm. I was like, I will never go. And, like, I had friends that wanted to go with me. Like, we almost went to do our shoot there. And I was like, oh, well, I told one person that I'd go with them. And if I go with you, then I have Mm -hmm. to go with both. And that's a whole nother aspect of FOMO that's Mm -hmm. like, I went myself personally I'm just like I'd rather just not do anything because I'm gonna get Mm. FOMO really bad and at the same time I want to fight it by just not going at all it's really weird that's not real FOMO I don't think I think real FOMO is giving into it and like Mm. yeah going yeah going because you just can't miss out a lot of people's lives like a lot of people grow up into adults who like can't miss out and will waste their finances will waste their like time and really allow this kind of like fear like literal fear of missing out to control their lives in the sense Mm -hmm. that like they probably can't afford it and Mm -hmm. they might not even they just feel so strongly that they have to attend that's like the number one like club culture you know like people go out and like they cannot afford to be spending money like that like on bottle service and that kind of thing but you go because you feel like you're going to be missing out on like the turn up, the weekend turn up, like, you know, yeah. that, like it's the weekend, it's Friday. What are you doing? Like, I feel like on yeah. top of that, social media also kind of, once you're there, it makes you feel like I'm here for, I already came out and I'm having this time and now I need to make it an experience and people yeah. are obsessed with getting the experience. So it's like and and posting the experience exactly and that's what it's about it's about like showing other people that you were there a you Mm -hmm. were cool enough to be at that place and then b you got a picture or a video in this amazing setting Mm -hmm. that was the experience and Mm -hmm. even like coachella is or just was last weekend Mm -hmm. and so many people are gonna have like extreme FOMO for not being able yeah to go to especially that. imagine mm-hmm. being I think, a paid I think content that's creator the, that's like the extreme I think Coachella because I yeah. think they make the entire world feel like they're missing out on this festival like yeah, when so many people go and be like you know it's not that good but what it looks like on social media to the rest of the world it looks like the best time of your life like, yes even I have fallen victim to be like oh I wonder how much it is you know I look it <laughs> up and I'm like what's it like I'm like that's crazy expensive like it better be worth it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think a lot of the people who actually suffer from FOMO as as adults and let it kind of control their lives actually convince themselves that those experiences were amazing and life-changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, play the narrative, change the narrative completely in their mind leave to what it mo- was. Like, leave out the bad moments. That's crazy, but I think that's your, very true. Sweating your butt off at a festival and not being able to have access to clean water for however long and yeah. standing in a puddle because it just rained and <laughs> being so sunburned and starving and your MDMA is wearing off. All of that is, like, MDMA. replaced <laughs> for that one moment when Beyonce was singing and you were 
having a you, fun time. And you got that Snapchat Snap story. <laughs> of her being close to you or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's kind of the sick part about it. And that's what you're saying. Like when you said it was a social anxiety, mm. it is truly fed on like by social media and by yeah. other people. And it yeah. kind of ruins like if you genuinely want it, like want to do something, you know, like yeah. if you yeah. actually just want to go to a festival or if you actually just want to go to the happy place because yeah because you know I, mean? I don't even know at this point see like i said i don't want to say i truly suffer from fomo not because like they're like i don't feel like oh i'm better than you if i don't suffer from fomo it's not that it's that i think to truly be a victim to fomo it's because you're giving in every time mm-hmm. and i know as an adult i've grown into myself and i don't give in every time like yeah. i've really grown to say no to a lot of things that i know i can't afford but mm-hmm. it's messed up to think that i don't even know if for example, the happy place, things like that. I don't know if I would genuinely like them or if it's just me tricking myself into believing that I want to be there because everyone else is going there. Like, do I really mm-hmm. like the happy place? Did I genuinely have an interest in this or do I want to just go because everyone else is going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, that's almost the, takes away your identity. And that's the social media aspect of it. And also, like, I feel like a lot of people who are those people who will always go out, who will always say yes. And they, like I said, they kind of convince themselves that like, oh, like, this is what life is about. It's about the experience. Like, if Mm -hmm. I'm not going, why am I living? And it's like, that is kind of a problematic way of thinking because, I mean, I don't know. Who am I to say that it's problematic? But for me, it's problematic because I I don't think think life is about the experience. As long as you are doing things because you want to do it. Yeah. You know, and like, you are choosing the experiences because you want to experience them, not because you feel like you need to share them with, you know your followers or because you need to be included in other things that other people are doing yeah then you know i think you're i think it's healthy yeah i think it's healthy yeah i think something that i've come to realize being more of an adult is that when i'm having the best time i'm not on my phone yeah that's true yeah you know and it sounds so like oh like parents always say like yeah get off your phone but it's true like all the times like perfect example i went to mexico in september <laughs> broke my phone day two there oh my and god honestly i've never had like so much fun on a trip in my life just because i didn't have that feeling of like oh check my phone like you had wi-fi but like i didn't i couldn't check my phone i couldn't i couldn't do anything yeah i couldn't even browse through my own pictures like you know what i mean and just like do mindless things like i was so like just like present in the moment yeah all the time that's and I was amazing like, wow like this was a lot of fun. Yeah. I didn't take a single picture, exactly. but I'm like, I'm actually okay with it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's like your memory and yeah. it's your experience. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. That's what it's about at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, for those of you who actually do see your FOMO as like a problem that's ruling your life, cause it can get ex- that extreme to some people. I did find this article that lists seven ways you can like combat your FOMO. Cause like the definitions say they're kind of a form of social anxiety. So I'll just read them out to you quickly. Um, the first one is realize that you might not actually be missing out, which is true. A lot of the time you're not and people are going to make it look better than what it seems like we were saying. Yeah. Avoid overusing social media. So don't check your feed while this is going on if you're not going home. Seriously, uh, going if there's a night where and like I would do this in high school, I think more so when I had it, where if if there was a party going on or something like that, I'm just. I'm turning my phone off. I'm going to be like, this is my night. I didn't go. Yeah. And, or I wasn't invited or whatever. And I'm going to find a movie on my laptop and order in whatever, get get a sub or something and mm. turn my phone off and just enjoy my own night because it's just going to make me more miserable to keep refreshing social media and see what I'm yeah. missing out on. Yeah. Like imagine saying knowing something and then basically it's like you were there because you were on your phone the whole time yeah. looking for that, those updates. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, the number three is don't be so hard on yourself for staying in, which true, like you might have regret after and like beat yourself up about it. Like I shouldn't have. (laughs) I am so comfortable. Um, consider if you're the cause of your own FOMO by this. I mean, are you saying no to everything your friends ask you to participate in, even when you have nothing else going on and then feel FOMO that you're not present with them? Oh, those people I never understand. Those people who are like. You guys never invite me out. I never get invited to anything. And then their friends make the effort to step up and oh, start yeah. inviting them. And they keep saying no. It's like... Don't what? feel FOMO then. Like, exactly. you're saying You don't no. get to complain. We invited you. Exactly. It's fully in your hands if you'd like to come or not. 
Um, number five is host a party or plan a group outing so you can be fully in charge of True. your experience, which is a really good That's one, actually. One. Yeah, because like I know there's a lot of times where maybe I know I felt like I didn't want to go out with my friends because I didn't like the experience or what they were doing. So yeah. I felt like I was always taking myself out, but I still felt left out because I'm not seeing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just don't want to do that activity. So yeah, I think taking it into your own hands and being like, you know what, like, hey, do you guys want to do this with me? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. would, like, make all the difference. No, would I you love like that. to join my party? <laughs> <laughs> they fully just invited you somewhere. But wait, but would wait, you like wait, to come party. to my party? <laughs> um, number six, be okay with not being able to do it all because we're human and not robots. Mm-hmm. And number seven, ask yourself if your FOMO is about something bigger. Are you simply annoyed that you said no to a party invite and managed to infuriate yourself looking at the pictures? Then no need to look beyond it. However, if your mind is going all sorts of places due to the FOMO, like now you're questioning whether you're happy with the friends you currently have, then it might be deeper than just FOMO. Yikes. That's wow. deep. That was wow, really deep. deep. Well, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree that it comes in different ways. It, it's obviously, it could be party related, activity related, even movie related. Like you were saying, a lot mm-hmm. of people want to go to the Avengers and see it that night and will pay the money to see it that night to not be left out of the conversation. But I think at the end of the day, we all need to realize that there are more important things in the world than yeah. being able to talk about the coolest thing. That doesn't make you the coolest person. Yeah. I agree. And I just think that you will just find yourself happier when you're making decisions decisions based on things you actually want to do. Agreed. So. It's like a form of self-care and self-love. Like being able to recognize... Oh, just said like... <laughs> being able to recognize... <laughs> when you should go and when you can't go exactly exactly i hope this episode gives you all fomo (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding okay all right guys guess what time it is oh god (laughs) oh god it's the easter bunny time it's easter bunny our sponsor our sponsor the easter bunny no it's not (laughs) it's time for fake news or not wow wow everybody just tuned out and i don't blame them <laughs> yeah they actually said honestly i'm gonna listen to <laughs> this later wow thanks for waves. making my ears bleed honestly maybe we'll just take that Some. and we'll just make that the official one forever and ever amen <laughs> We should probably just have an official intro and not just repeat the same thing every time. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, there you go. There's a thought. Okay, so in case you guys don't know, I'm going to explain how the game works. So we had a little bit of a switcheroonie last round. And I don't know the score. We're going to come right back to the OG, the original. I'm going to give you three headlines. Whoa. One of them is correct. I didn't even listen to the news today. One correct. You got to tell me which one is the right one. Gotti. Gaudy? Gaudy. Gaudy, and Goody. Growing okay. up, Gaudy. Do, do, do. All right. First headline. Okay. A college student scams Samsung of almost 900000 with fake phones. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I wish I could scam my phone company. Number two. <laughs> Kim Kardashian is studying to become a lawyer. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Whoa. <laughs> Some of us listen to the news. <laughs> that says a lot for our society. And number three is yeah, Beverly Hills Hotel set to pay $12 million settlement after sharing private info with ICE. ICE? It's so, a private investigation. Company. Government. Yeah, it's the government people who are holding everyone at the borders. Yes. Oh! Got it. Okay. I'm going to go with, <laughs> I think they're all true. <laughs> One is definitely true, and the other two are definitely false. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I know what Esther's going to choose, but I'm going to choose differently. Mm. Okay. I don't, because I don't, oh, whatever, Esther's going to win now. It's not fair. It's not freaking We can right. both be winners uh, no, no, together. No, 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 no. I'm going to make my choice, and I'm going to say be a loser. that it is the last one. The last one? Esther's going to say the Kim K one. I am. All right. Drum roll. Drum roll. 
Yeah, it was Esther. Esther got it right. And that uh, says a lot that you guys were listening to the news and the news made sure Esther actually to let me. us know about Kim Kardashian. <laughs> potentially being a lawyer. Potentially being yes. a lawyer. I, where did I see that? I think earlier. I saw it on Instagram today, actually. Yeah, yeah, I saw it actually today on Instagram. And I was like, yeah. and Esther was saying she was always going to follow in the footsteps of her dad. And yeah. I was saying, but first she <laughs> needed a quick sex tape just to see where that would take her. Just to try it out. <laughs> just to try Secure it out. Secure the bag first. Yeah. And then have she some said, fun Ray being a lawyer. Ray J, tomorrow I start a <laughs> law school but tonight come on over <laughs> oh my god all right so yeah congratulations esther congratulations so to kim as well ones, so the other ones were somewhat true i oh just boy. changed them around a bit so i'll tell you the full headline we're also not going to give esther a point on that why because she doesn't deserve it we i will get kim answer. to defend me on this case oh, oh good one because she's going to become one. a lawyer eventually all right we'll start with kim k <laughs> if you not. guys did not hear about why it would she news. ever do hard work to become a lawyer when she owns a trillion companies <sighs> i have no idea but apparently the full headline actually is kim kardashian is studying to become a lawyer plans on taking the bar exam in 2022 which is, I guess is a That's like a three law years exam. away. Yeah, that's the law exam. Yeah. yeah. The bar. I remember, I think I learned that in Suits. Yeah, me too. Mm, you're I right. Mean, I, was I like, think I've I heard knew that before. that before Suits, but Suits definitely talked about it all the time. Um, yeah, they did. Honestly, I'm not going to give you guys much information on it. Please because don't. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The title says enough. it's probably not real. Either. Yeah, and I was going to say, I'm like, and who knows if it's real. So we'll just wait and see. <laughs> um, so the other headlines were... Do-do-do... So the real headline for the Beverly Hills Hotel one was actually not the Beverly Hills Hotel. It was Motel 6. <laughs> ah. uh, Motel 6 will pay $12 million in settlement after sharing guest information with Vice. So this is a crazy thing Why about did they story. do that? Yeah. So apparently they've been doing this for like um, the past. Sorry. Between February 2015. Okay. Four to years. September so 2017. Oh, okay. Okay. So two years. Yeah, and apparently, yeah, they were they were directed to um, give information with Latino sounding names, <gasps> according to the Washington oh, State Attorney. No. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, that's the so government mean. is so corrupt. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's because they automatically assume if they're staying at this hotel, they must not have a real place to live. They must be mm-hmm. hiding. They must be deported. Yeah, exactly. Why is everyone yeah. so scared of Latinos? <laughs> I Look mean, at this one. <laughs> Look at this She's one. She's perfectly safe. <laughs> <laughs> she's perfectly she safe doesn't and sound. bite she doesn't do anything i know thank you she's the bestest um no okay. that's crazy man yeah, that's right? serious i know that's like so heartbreaking to me because i'm like they've been doing that like low-key and like i feel like 2015 that wasn't even like a conversation but it was something that oh they were just there you go yeah, wow. Here's the wow. info you need, immigration. Did you did you add Beverly Hills Hotel because of all their drama with Yes, Alan? and that's actually, yeah, I literally uh, threw that in there to kind of throw you guys off with that's the That's why boycott. I thought it might be real. That's why I guessed that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was boycotting Beverly Hills Hotel. I think it's so chains. cool whenever Ellen says something because I just feel like the world really backs her whenever she says something. Like, that's a big deal for Ellen. And also, Ellen is like for good cause always but like not always like that harsh controversial news and this is super like she did not care who was mm. feeling she was gonna hurt she was like we're i need to use my platform to say this so well, she, yeah, yeah she struggled with being gay yeah she just had to face so much backlash on it yeah, yeah. so honestly cool. like just the fact that like people are being stoned alone just like that's oh yeah it's just so like not is even, this yeah. are we cavemen like yeah. what like yeah. that is crazy Horrific. to me crazy to me yeah crazy anyway so final one was two actually two college students allegedly scammed apple out of almost nine hundred thousand with fake iphones so apparently what they were doing was um yeah these two college students they had some plug across the border in japan Across the border. (laughs) And across the border. border. (laughs) All borders and oceans. All borders and oceans. Anyways, um in Japan, sending over fake iPhones, and then they were essentially committing like, uh, what's it called? Like fraud with wow. returning them. Yeah, with returning them. 
Do I feel and sorry for them. Apple? No. No. Nope. Which no. is why I was really like, well, no. who cares? No, no, Apple, no, you're never. fine. No. It just sucks that you guys got caught. You pushed it too far. Yeah, you guys got went too far. You guys really... 900,000? They tried it. You guys should have... Stopped at round five. Yeah, maybe done something with <laughs> five the money. Five phones? No, 500,000. Five... Uh, you should have stopped thousand. after five phones. <laughs> yeah. 500,000. Maybe start a business or something. Yeah, seriously. Just get out of Next the time. Okay, guys. Welcome back. It's my segment now. It's my turn to shine. Um, no. <laughs> they hate it when I say that. Um, hey, guys. Welcome back. Please keep all these intros in. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Hey. Hey, guys. Are you guys there? Welcome back. Uh, it's time for Woman of the Week. And this week, I am doing... A lot. A lot. No, I'm just kidding. This week... Oh, oh wait a minute. I'm pretty oh, sure I told you to turn your sound off. We all got carried away okay. on cool. our little break. We're gonna... From the top. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Hey, guys. Never said that before. Um, This week of... Huh? Hey, guys. Welcome back. Hey. On this week's Woman of the Week, Esther is finding me hilarious. Also, this week's Woman of the Week is a topic that I find very interesting, but have, none of us have any personal experience with. None. So we are going to try to be ginger about <laughs> no it one. and respectful. Yes. So, Hilaria Baldwin, who is the wife of Alec Baldwin, although I hate introducing women as the wife of so-and-so, but everybody knows Alec Baldwin, probably. Yeah. His wife, Hilaria, uh, posted last week, uh, she posted a photo of herself in underwear and a bra and it was a little bump photo and she said i just want to share with you guys that i'm most likely experiencing a miscarriage i promised myself that if i were to get pregnant again i would share the news with you guys pretty early even if that means suffering a public loss so she went on to post a big caption about how she has no shame or embarrassment about this experience and she felt that it was really important to go through this publicly because of the shame and the stigma that surrounds having a miscarriage for women. She got a lot of hateful comments saying that she's attention seeking and that this was absolutely not okay to be talking about and that she just wanted attention in her bra and underwear and all that stuff and then she got a ton of positive love comments from people who have experienced miscarriages and people who are wishing her well. So essentially she's had four children, so this isn't her first baby, but I found it so interesting and brave of her to, she knew going in when she posted this photo that the baby had a slow heartbeat. She had already been for the first ultrasound and they were saying the heartbeat's not as strong as we'd like it to be. We need to keep an eye on it. It might not be viable. So that's a very strong option. This It's not like this was a healthy pregnancy to begin with. So I think that's why she wanted to go through it publicly because she knew going into it. It wasn't a shock. And a, it, even though it was a grief for her, it wasn't as big of a shock if, if this is what was to happen. So she actually just posted um, this morning that there was no heartbeat at her scan. So she had officially miscarried. Uh, she posted a photo of her and her children saying that she felt so lucky that she was able to go home to four of her own heartbeats that she had already created and that while this baby didn't have as long as a, of a chance or a life as her other children got to have, that it was still one of her children because it is. Essentially, that is kind of the story and she went on a bunch of talk shows to kind of discuss why she decided to come out publicly and go through this miscarriage very publicly and openly on such like a broad platform and yeah like just discussing the hate that she got from it so essentially I feel like there is a huge stigma around women having miscarriages a hundred percent I think it's a I think it's a really good thing that she was strong enough to yeah post about it and just, like, be open about, you know, something that's very hard for a lot of people. And I think the problem is the people who will feel offended or feel like, oh, you shouldn't be sharing this, think, or, like, she wants attention or something. I feel like they think there's some kind of obligation for you to do the same or for everyone to do the same. Yeah. But it's hmm. all personal, you know? It's all about that's interesting. you. And we do need people that can can just step up and be open and honest for the people who can't you know for the people who don't feel like you know they can be as 
you know, open to the people around them about a yeah. situation like that. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's good. Like it's progressive. I think it will help shift people's mindset in the shame yeah. department yeah. for sure. And I personally don't, I don't, I mean, I guess personally, if I was to have a miscarriage, I would feel ashamed in the sense I don't like to say shame. I think you almost feel bad that people have to feel sorry. Like, you don't want the pity in a way. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like if you're going to miscarry nine times out of ten, it's not because, oh, you, like, fell down on the ground and you caused your miscarriage. But maybe, like, like, also that's where it kind of comes from. Like, maybe it comes from, like, feeling feeling like it's your fault. Like, it's your fault. That you you didn't do all you could do. Exactly. And that's what she did speak about in the interview that she had on the Daily Show? Some sort of morning show. Um, She said, women come to me, because she's a fitness, she's a yoga instructor and, like, very into fitness, and they say, like, I didn't know I was pregnant, and I did this yoga pose. And she essentially just said, like, it's very hard to screw up to bring it a on healthy on pregnancy and bring yeah. it on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very much science, science, like... Yeah, like, think about it. Like, how... How could people be having babies if it was as simple as doing the wrong yoga pose? Yeah. To to induce a miscarriage. For so, all these all these years that humans Yeah, have like no, there's no way. Definitely like, miscarriages scientifically, there's something wrong chromosomally with your child and mm-hmm. it's it's a terrible, painful, grieving loss, but it's probably better for you and that child. Yeah. And it's completely out of your control. And I know a lot really. of people will say it's religious and, and have whatever reasons they want to back it, and that's perfectly fine. But it is out of your control, and the shame associated with it is societal, and it's cultural, and it's not scientific or even necessarily something that needs to be felt i think if anything i would feel personally that i was not able to perform the one thing that a woman is supposed to perform and i know Mm -hmm. that that is such a it's such a hard thing to say out loud as an empowered woman who does feel in a stable relationship in a loving relationship and i know my partner would never think that of me but i would personally feel that i did this and that it was on me to create our child and I failed him. Yeah. That is the type of shame that I would carry. I wouldn't necessarily carry the shame of other people having to know. And that's why she she decided to post about it very early on because of that rule of not being able to tell anyone for three months. Mm-hmm. Or that like societal rule that everyone follows and we follow it for our own safety and our own protection of our hearts. That if something did go wrong... That we we wouldn't have to come back and renege and say, like, no, I'm sorry, I lost it. And that's the other thing, mm-hmm. is that it's, like, saying that sentence, like, I lost the baby. Like, you didn't lose it. Like, you didn't do anything to lose it. So mm-hmm. I kind of hate that saying, and I kind of hate that three-month rule because so many women are excited when they have a pregnancy, and it is a beautiful thing. And a, mar- a miscarriage is a terrible, hard thing, but it is part of your journey, mm-hmm. I believe. I think with the three-month thing, I... I get where that comes from because if you're jumping to tell someone right after you do a pregnancy test and you're telling your yeah. entire family, that's probably not a good move. I you think know? that um, people forget that miscarriages, like they tell you three months because your miscarriage, if you have one, will most likely like the percentage is higher that it would happen in the first three months like Mm -hmm. technically in a pregnancy you can miscarry at any point Mm -hmm. and um i don't know maybe the shame that you feel farther down your pregnancy if you have a miscarriage maybe that shame like i said it's different you're not you're like three months you're maybe not showing as much Yeah. yeah yeah and um yeah just like with this topic i agree with you Brittany, where you're saying it's like very progressive and even when michelle first told me about it i was like I feel like all of this is good. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this is good. But watching the interview, I personally couldn't help but feel, like, weird. But then again, I said, but that's fully because the stigma is we don't talk about this. We don't share this on public television. And And we do that with so many things. And I just feel like I... it's And then what you just said just resonated with me so much that, like, people are forgetting doesn't mean you're obligated to do that and that's Mm -hmm. true and that made me feel like huh 
And that like, is that's what true you with said. everything mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. Because yeah. when you first, honestly, when you were first explaining it just now, like my immediate thought was like, oh my God, I would never do that. Like, you know, I was yeah, just like, like, I mean, wait. was like, what the heck? Like, no, I would never do that. I would never share that information. It's so personal to me. Yeah. You know, I would never do that. And then I immediately yeah. was like throwing like my own, my own, like, like what you situation, would do, what yeah. I would do onto like what this person did. And then mm-hmm. I took a step back and I was like, well, if she's able to talk about it, like, that's a good thing still. Like, you know, like, yeah. her if, and if anything, it makes me feel like when I'm alone or something, and if I was in that situation, I would feel less alone, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's what you were saying. Even this morning, you were saying that, oh, I forget what you said. You said something along the lines of like making other people feel bad that this is happening to them or scared. Oh you're yeah. Wait, I, a fear. Like it, it is happening. a sensitive topic in the sense that like, let's say you're getting pregnant again for the, it's your third time now that you've been trying, you've already had two miscarriages. You go on your Instagram feed and you see this. I do think there will be the handful of people that will see this post and be like so triggered that, Oh my God, no, I can't look at that. Like I can't read this. Like now it's going to happen to me. Like just feed into that. Cause mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who really do believe like, whatever you're thinking is gonna go to the baby or like i need to be positive for the baby like there's people who are especially if they've lost yeah so many prior to that pregnancy like i I can understand the superstitions why are you on you know i know i said it's comparable to feeling yeah and then she said this by looking at a fitness influence yeah yeah and that's true you can't allow that fear to mm -hmm. like permeate your life and i think what she's doing is very important as well as very hard for probably a lot of women to see but hopefully for a lot more women it's making them feel less alone in such a hard dark time yeah so that in the future like less people feel like those women right now yeah that yeah feel so alarmed by it i think that this can also relate to like she's like i guess in my opinion one of the first women i've seen speak out about a miscarriage so openly to the mm-hmm. point of posting pictures updating updating her followers hey this morning there was no heartbeat that is very intimate but she's i guess one of the first in the public eye to do that with miscarriages um, I mean, miscarriages have been spoken about before and we have, I feel like women have been trying to already break that stigma, but to go about it this way and share like a play by play experience is very like, I've never seen this before. And it reminds me of when women on YouTube and celebrities, um, and like bigger beauty influencers that I follow started first speaking about like their, I believe it's IVF. Mm-hmm. treatments and oh, yeah. i remember a, a really what a story that really stood with me was this one beauty guru her name is desi perkins and she was talking about how guys like you've been commenting for a long time like when are you guys having a baby like okay but are you have trying to have kids yet like like don't do that like basically trying to like let them know like it's a sense of talk yeah and yeah. i'm not and this is what's really going on and it was very vulnerable and i think it's good because Prior to that, none of her followers knew she was going through that. And I think yeah. that when you have a platform like that, it's it's good to use it in that way. Like, to each his own, right? Like, if you don't want to share that, you, no one's obligating you. Yes. But yeah. if you choose to do that, you are helping someone. I think that yeah. although it was, like, unconventional what she did, I do think she helped a lot of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that is what people resonate with when you have a platform I know that I gravitate toward authenticity and vulnerability and realness. And that's as real as it gets. She went through something horrible and she is still going through it. I just checked her Insta story right now. She just posted herself in a hospital gown saying just came through the procedure, I guess, of the the DNC procedure of getting the fetus taken out. And she said, I'm back home now. And if you guys see... She was definitely struggling with the paparazzi, like, publishing these pictures with her. So, she was like, you guys will see me out and about and I'll be pretty ginger for the next couple of days after this procedure. But just normalizing it. Normalizing it. Because mm-hmm. uh, miscarriages are common. And they are definitely shamed. I feel like every woman knows another woman who's had one. And mm-hmm. it's always talked it's about always in a, hushed tones. A dark secret. It's yeah. always yeah. like, I have to tell you something. Like, one time I had a miscarriage. And... It, it's not okay not always there are definitely more women who but most times yeah yeah. and it happens to a lot of women it happens in 15 percent of known pregnancies so that's not even to say the pregnancies that you didn't know that you had a miscarriage on because you didn't even know you were pregnant your body just miscarried on its own 
but 15% of all known pregnancies end in miscarriage. And like I said, everyone knows somebody who's gone through it and it's definitely a very female centric secret. Like you can tell your girlfriends about that. I know people in my family have gone through them and it's a worry that I've had. I've wondered because like the women in my family have dealt with it if I'm going to have to go through it. And I've definitely prepared myself for that reality. And I feel, I, I do hope that younger girls will be more prepared for that reality. That it is not you that did something wrong. That a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of women go through it. And it's more something to be prepared for as a possible reality. Not, that's just my way of thinking about it. Because I yeah. am the type of person who likes to be prepared. I know some people will be like, I'm not even going to think about that. I'm not going to bring it on to myself. I don't think that's the way the world works. I think personally for myself understanding that people I love and I care about have gone through this experience means that I'm it's not my fault I'm I'm just a victim of the universe if that was to happen to me and I can be prepared for that when it if god forbid if it happens I think that when it comes to this topic there will always kind of be I I will okay maybe the stigma will eventually die but there will always be women who are comfortable sharing this information i think it's really also based on how you experience grief and yes. how you deal with your it grief it's a very yeah. personal and how so... and how you're able to be vulnerable in general yeah you know? like i feel like there's the stigma of being vulnerable like is being weak so you shouldn't do it yeah. so with a lot of things that are personal or like intimate so yeah. not to mention the men that have also lost a child they're experiencing it as well it's Mm -hmm. just that's interesting too it is a secret that affects both parties involved and i think like you said like the stigma is not going to completely go away and shouldn't feel forced to go away i think the shame associated with it needs to to go away i don't think that means that everyone needs to step forward and tell their story because it is intensely personal yeah but i think even the fact that we still have shame around pure getting periods yeah is insane to me it's and so just weird so much about the so i'm gonna just experience. say period 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 vagina 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 <gasps> blood 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 lots of it <laughs> <laughs> i think so much about the female experience needs to be talked about openly and i think hilaria baldwin did such a great job doing that and i commend her so much and anybody who feels touched by this i encourage you to like pour support onto her right now because that's all we can do as women and all we can do on a social platform of someone we don't know but who was so brave to do that and just know that you're not alone yeah you're not yeah you're not (laughs) okay guys thanks so much for listening to another episode of woe man Make sure you guys check us out on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. Leave a comment or review on our Apple a nice podcast. One only. Please Just thank you. Just kidding. Um, it can be negative. Follow us at <laughs> Woe X Man. Also report Woe Man. Because honestly. <laughs> We're never going to get that handled. So it'll be fine. Giveaway for honestly, whoever gets that account recorded. Giveaway. Giveaway. A monetary value <laughs> to. Esther's promising. I don't promise. Person that gets that reported. No, seriously, if anyone knows how we can, like, contact Instagram and be like, hey, give us that. If anybody has a link directly to Mark Zuckerberg, we can Directly to Instagram, let me know. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Anyways, we love you guys. We hope you enjoyed. Have a great week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.